Welcome back to Glitchcast, episode number 47. This week we are talking about Halloween. Not just the holiday. The reboot, remake, whatever, sequel, who knows. Which is actually the third one in the series called Halloween. I realized that. I guess we just gotta call it... There's a Rob Zombie remake in like 2007, and this one's also Halloween. We gotta call it Halloween, the one that Danny McBride had a hand in. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll give you the non-spoiler and spoiler review on that. But first, news and trailers. Uh, first up, so Bloom, Blumhouse, 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 Blumhouse actually made <clears throat> actually made Halloween. So they're like responsible for bringing it back to prominence here. Uh, Jason Blum says that the key to consistent movie success, even more than staying low budget, is giving filmmakers a lot of creative freedom and leaving big decisions up to them. So. Jason Blum has made Paranormal Activity, basically just did like an entire horror renaissance with low budget and just extremely good returns in the box office. And so he's basically saying like, this is what we do. We'll let a filmmaker do whatever they want as long as they stay within the budget that we set for them. Are you surprised at that? Do you fully believe that? Because in my mind, like, like Netflix throws out a ton of money and presumably gives filmmakers like a ton of freedom as well and we've seen how they're doing with their originals it's kind of hit or miss yeah you have to have a hand and keep directors and storytellers in line um you can't just let them go wild that then we get things like mother which we want to push creative boundaries but did mother mother didn't work for you right oh no it did not yeah so he says this, and he's probably just saying this to attract, you know, more of these stories where directors might feel like they're being limited by other studios. But give him credit; he's put out a ton of hits and made a uh, made a lot of money for uh, for Blumhouse. It was truly impressive. Uh, Halloween official numbers cost ten million. Somehow, I'm shocked at that. Uh, made seventy seven point seven million over the weekend. So for the for the listeners that are going to be really confused why we don't have <laughs> this information later when we talk about Halloween, we actually recorded the Halloween segment before this. So we're doing some jump time jumps here. <laughs> yeah, welcome welcome to time traveling. Uh, next up, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three was originally slated to start production next year. Uh, but that production start date has been pushed to 2021. Wow. So that means that that movie wouldn't come out till 2022 at the earliest, most likely. <laughs> this this gives me all sorts of problems with the continuity of, of the Infinity War <laughs> and what's going on there. Wow. That is that's big news. I, I don't think it's ha- I don't think it's going to happen. Volume three. I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, James Gunn is gone. Yeah. So unless unless this is their way of like, maybe, you know, four years down the maybe road, people will forget happen. about what we did to James Gunn and like what James yeah. Gunn did, and then they just bring him back on. But even if you were James Gunn, would you want to come back on? It's basically saying it's officially on hold. It's officially, officially yeah. on hold. <laughs> God, that, is, That's that wild. is so far away. Just add him to the Thor. Add him to the next Thor or something, and then, I don't know. The next Thor? <laughs> what? We don't know if there's yeah. going to be a next Thor. Yeah, but there probably will be. We don't know. Everything's up in the air. I guess. Everything's Uh, (laughs) 50-50, as all things should be. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Next up, the first plot details for the Detective Pikachu movie have been revealed. Um, 
Here's the, uh, here are those details. The story begins when ace private eye Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son Tim to find out what happened, aiding the investigation as Harry's former Pokemon partner, mm. Detective Pikachu, a hilariously wisecracking, adorable super sleuth who is a puzzlement even to himself, finding that they are uniquely equipped to communicate with one another. Tim and Pikachu become reluctant partners on a thrilling adventure to unravel the tangled mystery, chasing clues together through the neon-lit streets of Rhyme City. City, a sprawling modern metropolis where humans and Pokemon live in partnership in a hyper-realistic live-action world. They encounter a diverse cast of Pokemon characters and uncover a shocking plot that can destroy this peaceful coexistence and threaten the whole Pokemon universe. I'm unclear. So hold on. Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu, right? <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu, hence the hilariously wise-cracking. We're aspect, going from Pikachu to Van Wilder. I'm get <laughs> like I'm just picturing Van Wilder. This is going to be very strange. I I think I'm very excited for this movie. I, I mean, was super confused at yeah. first, but now just like... Because before in my mind, I guess I, maybe I didn't understand what Detective Pikachu was like. I just assumed that it was like he was going to be like the typical Pikachu. And I was yeah. like, why would they get a big name to play him? But now that it's going to be this like CGI Pikachu walking around with Ryan Reynolds voice, probably just being Ryan Reynolds. Oh no. And the guy he partners up with is the obnoxious scaredy cat baby from Jurassic world Two oh, kingdom. No. Oh, who just screamed the whole time. Yeah. Ugh. Well, they describe the world as, hyper-realistic live-action, so that, I'm sure, will mesh perfectly well with <laughs> CG Pokemans. Oh, my God. I'm excited-slash-scared for what this next is Next year be. is going to be crazy. Detective yeah. Pikachu, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, that Ma- one that we talked Mario. about last week. There's Mario, yeah. too. There yeah. was something uh, else last week. Rugrats movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. It's going to be a great year. Uh, next up, Neil Marshall, who directed The Descent, which is fairly under underseen horror movie i don't think it's underrated it's probably not rated. underrated anymore yeah. because it consistently makes like top five underrated horror movie lists yeah. including my own if you haven't yep. seen it go watch it uh and he also directed like the blackwater episode of game of thrones and some other episodes uh so he hasn't been back in film i think since like the descent or whatever his last movie was after that so it's been over 10 years is going to be a 17th century horror movie called the reckoning so he also wrote this um this is about a young widow haunted by the recent suicide of her husband who is falsely accused of being a witch by her jealous landlord after she rejects his unwanted advances all set against the background of witch hunts and the rise of the great plague in england in 1665 additionally this was greenlit by movie pass <laughs> oh no you had me until that <laughs> uh. so i mean 17th century horror, basically the only thing that I can think of is, like, The Witch. The Vivitch, yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, I mean, The Descent is amazing. The so Descent I'm is amazing. excited for him to get back into horror here. Blackwater and to get was back a great episode, well. and he's doing, actually, he's doing Hellboy with, um, what's his face oh, from Stranger Things. Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes, God, yes. David Harbour. David Harbour is playing yep. Hellboy. Yeah, he's doing that as well. So, good to see him getting back into film, but... You get movie pass atta- attached to this? They're not even going to be around, and we're going to tell you why soon. <laughs> yep, right after this upcoming story here. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is going to battle an inhuman beast in the upcoming thriller called Hunter, oh which was originally supposed to be a Rambo sequel. So, 
the, Stallone explained back in September 2009. It's a feral monster. It's a thing. It's this... <laughs> It's this amalgamation of fury and intelligence and pure, unadulterated rage. It's before men became human. This is when they were still inhuman. And so what Rambo confronts is something that is everyone's nightmare. He's going against a feral beast that has absolute cunning and intelligence and a will to survive that is only matched by Rambo's. To be honest, that doesn't sound, like, that terrible. So they were going to try and take Rambo into, like, a beast-type universe with beasts? Yeah, almost like it was, like... The Predator, in a way, right. feels like what it sounds like. Except it's not an alien, it's some sort of like Bigfoot monster. I feel like thing. people who are like super into Rambo would be pissed that they would take somebody a little bit, you know, superhuman in Rambo himself, but still adding creatures and, and monsters to the mix. I don't know, man. The fact that it was originally a Rambo sequel, hes I doubt he's going to play a like very different kind of character. He's just going to have a different name. And so you'd, you'd rather see him jump the shark? Might just, as well, yeah. yeah. Just do it. I mean, I don't even know if I've seen a Rambo movie, so I don't really care that much. <laughs> I guess the fact that it isn't a Rambo sequel probably means that I will watch it instead of not watching it if I knew that, it was a Rambo That's sequel. very true. That's very true. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll have to wait for at least uh, some concept art on, on what the hell this <laughs> I, is going to be I can't wait about. to see. Hopefully it matches the original Predator costume that Jean-Claude Van Damme was wearing. I believe we talked about this in like the first episode ever. Um, but look that up, please, if you haven't seen it. Uh, movie pass time. The New York Attorney General has launched a probe into MoviePass's parent company, Helios and Matheson, uh, for allegedly misleading investors. So this actually isn't going to do anything for anyone that had MoviePass or feels cheated by MoviePass. This is all about their investors, basically about MoviePass lying about how well they're doing or what their plan is long term and how viable that is. Well, let me give you a little tidbit. I'm technically a MoviePass investor because I'm one of the people that thought this stock can't go any lower. Might as well throw some money at it. And if it bounces back, great. If it doesn't, I'm just throwing a tiny bit of money at it. So, uh, no, this this won't this won't affect me at all. But whatever. What'd you What'd you get that stock at? Like two cents? I don't want to talk about it <laughs> because um, as cheap as it was, I was like, I'm throwing fifty, a hundred bucks at this. This thing is pennies. If it blows up, I'm in I'm great shape, and it's going down like eighty percent more. I'm like, Jesus Christ! You know, it's a shame that I guess a shame for you, I should say that like AMC's Movie Pass version is doing so well because so like well. if it wasn't, they could have just bought Movie Pass yeah. and like boom, there's your there's your uproar. I wish stock Regal would buy them because I got a ton of Regals by me in Chicago and they don't have their own yet, but I I've tweeted at them and they said they're working on it. Landmark uh, Theaters, which I think like Mark Cuban owns, mm-hmm. has had like a deal with MoviePass. They were like supposed to, that was like the first bigger chain, although they're like not that big, but um, I think they recently pulled out um, yeah. like 30% of e-ticketing theaters, which is now the best way to use MoviePass because there's not a bunch of crazy limits on it, have pulled out as of mm. a week ago. Mm. So, um, Movie pass still kicking, but uh, not not dead yet, but barely alive. Yikes! Um, if you got AMC's near you, I can't recommend the AMC A list pass enough. It's, it's a godsend. Um, last movie news story of the week: Guillermo del Toro is directing Pinocchio for Netflix. So they gave him the go ahead. This is going to be an animated movie, stop motion. Um, I believe the director of Fantastic Mr. Fox or co-director of that is co-directing with him on this. Didn't the director of Fantastic Mr. Wait, F- isn't that wasn't that Wes Anderson? Wes Anderson. Maybe yeah. I read this wrong. Del Toro doing Pinocchio. Interesting. Is this going to nope, be like, I was, a, this I was be like right. a, a really dark take on Pinocchio? Uh, that's what I don't know. 
I it doesn't there's no real like details other than like it's gonna be um set in Italy in the 1930s uh so that's like when like Mussolini was rising to power so fascism and stuff but I can't I guess like it could be but I just don't It'll probably be one of those shows that like adults like because it's stylistic and directed well, but still like kids could watch. Yeah, I just don't care about it. I, no, don't, I don't care either. Not no. at all. Not a Del chance. Toro, I respect it. Hey, Del Toro, why don't you take these directing efforts and do scary stories to tell in the dark instead of or the dark Pinocchio. universe? Ooh, yes, good call. Yeah, how about any of the hundred things that you've attached your name to instead of some stupid kids movie? Ugh. Oh man, it just reminds me of the Pinocchio Family Guy clip. Do you remember that one? No. Google it. I'm not getting into it now. But it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for movie news. TV news here. Uh, Netflix has canceled Luke Cage and Iron Fist. So Sweet they both had two seasons. They both they've both been canceled. Um, this is an interesting move because basically, like. I think Netflix can keep making all their Marvel shows until they cancel them. And, like, because of Disney's streaming service, they can't be like, yo, you have to stop making those. We're taking them. Netflix contractually can keep making them. It's kind of weird that they're canceling these, although there's a rumor that they're just going to make a new series with these two as, Mm. like, the main characters in a new series called Heroes for Hire or something Mm. like that, Mm -hmm. which sounds lame. Listen, (laughs) we haven't watched Iron Fist I turned Luke Cage off after half season. I know I people who listen Luke to this have told us to give both of those shows another shot, but writing's on the wall here. Netflix knows what people are watching. They know what keeps people addicted. These shows are not it. Um, I think we all agree. Nick's two episodes per season make the pacing a little tighter, and we didn't, we'd enjoy these a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I did hear that the second season of Iron Fist is significantly better than the first season. Yeah. Um... I think it was something to do with the writing, maybe. Like, the dude that's in the lead isn't mm-hmm. that bad, but yeah. I don't know. And I've heard Daredevil Season 3 is really good. We'll probably talk more about that next week. Yes, we will. Um, next news story. Game of Thrones shot a reunion special, bringing back former cast members. So that's interesting. Uh, I believe the reasoning, though, for this is that they basically brought people back as they were filming, like, the final episode, so mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. one could, like, leak and be like, oh, well, this character, this actor wasn't there, so they must be dead, blah, 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 blah. They're probably doing, they're probably mm-hmm. shooting, a, I think I've heard they're shooting a bunch of alternate endings, so yeah. they'll have ten endings out there, nobody's going to be able to spoil it for you, and we'll we'll try not to either, but I wonder who they brought back for this, everybody? It would be weird if it was everybody. Like, that feels like an overkill, you know? Yeah, but maybe it, it was not one big last hurrah, just get everybody back, drink some beers. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess. Either way, we're getting closer, man. Come on, come on. I know. Oh, we're like, how long away? Like April next year-ish? Yeah, yeah. April, June-ish? Oh, shit. God, it's going to be great. We should just do, we should just do review each episode. Yeah, that's what the podcast is going to become every week, Game of Thrones review. Uh, Last news story of the week. This is with a heavy heart. Nathan For You, the Comedy Central series, uh from nathan fielder is coming to an end actually Mm. it is at its end Mm. it's already done he's not bringing it back for a fifth season so no more no more uh hearing about ridiculous business ideas to help out small businesses uh 
how he finished with really good grades. At if you've never heard school. of Nathan for you, he basically, it's like a spoof of reality shows where he pretends to be a business analyst or, or a contractor to re- revitalize your business. And he pitches just absolutely terrible ideas to real people and they go through with it. And boy, is it the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Worse than some of the worst Michael Scott in the office moments because it's real people. But I can't recommend it enough. God, I have never laughed so hard. And if you haven't watched this, it, give it a shot. Yeah, it truly is like one of the funniest shows. It is. It can be tough. I've can definitely tough. like tried watching it with you people, can't and they're like, oh, I can't it do this either. You can't binge. Yeah, it. that is that is a fact. That yeah. is a fact. You can only sustain that level of uncomfortableness for like an hour. Yeah, hours. and there are people that I've watched it with as well that are like, Why do you like this? Mm-hmm. I hate it. But this is Nathan for you. <laughs> all right uh, all right that is it for uh that's it for news this week we got uh four trailers for you all horror movies yes ironically although this first one i is a little bit on the edge so we talked about happy death day uh getting a sequel a little bit ago and they had the official official title happy death day to you which Ooh, i think is genius so i think it's stupid. hilarious love it um the trailer isn't online yet unfortunately for you but it was shown before halloween um i think all Halloween screenings got it. So if you did see Halloween, you saw the trailer. So I'm, um, I'm really confused here. I saw a trailer for Happy Death Day. And was that the joke? That they're just showing the trailer for Happy Death Day in relation to what actually happens in Happy Death Day, with it, which is reliving the same day over and over again? No. Are you... You're playing. I am are you playing not, dumb right now. No, I'm not messing with you. Okay, here's what happened. Well, I think that you got mixed up because I think you saw the trailer for Happy Death Day to okay. you. Okay, were there any? Because ch- okay, go ahead. Because because what's happening in Happy Death Day to you is basically it starts out. It's her and her boyfriend or whatever, and the, it's clearly jumped forward in time. And then the friend, the dude's friend, comes and is like, "What is happening?" And like the same thing is happening to him. And she's like, oh, no. That didn't happen in and my so, trailer. Really? I did walk in a little late, but I went. I came home because I was so confused, and I Googled the original Happy Death Day trailer, and it was, I believe, the same trailer. Well, here's what happens. <laughs> is Basically, her friends start getting killed, and so then she realizes she has to set herself back in the loop and kill herself. Mm-hmm. And so then... It basically resets where she's waking up in that same situation, but she's she has to kill herself every time to figure out why this is happening. So it's more about like what the reasoning behind it, yeah. as opposed to like her being hunted by the same killer again. But it feels like much more of just like a straight comedy. Like there was moments that I was laughing in the trailer. I think I got the original trailer, and somebody that messed up. I'll have to wait until I see it. But I was I turned to my buddy. I go. This is not new. What is going on? So uh, this is going to sound really confusing to anybody who hasn't seen the first movie, what we're talking about right now, but um, I don't think I saw it, man. Does it look good? <laughs> I think it looks good. It's definitely, like, less horror but it's very, like, schlocky and campy and, like, clearly just, like, wants to be funny and not scary. Nice. So I'm all in. I'm all I enjoyed in. the first yeah. one, so. I don't care what direction it goes in. It's great <laughs> either way. Uh, next up is The Curse of La Llorona? La Llorona? La Llorona. <laughs> um, this is actually based on, like, a famous, like, Mexican or Latino, um, no, I think it's Mexican, Mexican, like, uh, uh, Cartel. Urban legend. That's the word you're looking for. <laughs> urban legend. Um, 
and this is actually gonna be another part of the Conjuring universe, I believe. Um, this is about like a like a weeping woman ghost spirit that like steals children or something like that. Um, the only notable person in this movie or from this trailer is Linda Cardellini. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Outside of that, I have this trailer doesn't really give anything away other than like a teaser and like kind of giving like this you know jump scares of this old woman. Yeah. I uh, wasn't the biggest fan of the trailer. A nah, bit, nah. bit let down. D- didn't didn't do anything for me. I mean, it's jump scare after jump scare. It looks mm-hmm. just basically like the creepy, the nun, demon-faced woman. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, a little bit of talking, then a quiet scene, and then... <laughs> the, they did, like, the trailer was essentially, like, one whole scene, though, and it was, like, the yeah. kids... There was, like, kids in a car, and then for some reason the mom gets out the car, and then yeah. the mom gets arrested for some reason? I don't know. I was very confused about what was going on. And then, like, this, the kid, like, gets out and... I kind of liked the car the... get up. That yeah. was a kind of neat yeah. scene. there was, like, a cool shot in there where, like, kind of, like, backed up and showed the whole... And it, it would be creepy trying to, like, keep the windows down. Mm-hmm. And, boy, if I was Lorna though, I'd just do them all at the same time. Like, go for broke. <laughs> um... So I don't know. I we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it is better than the nun. Hopefully it's not as jump scary as this trailer sets out to be. Um, I it apparently like people that know of this like legend or whatever like say like it's like one of like the scariest stories and like scared them as like growing up and like blah blah blah. blah. So hopefully they can capitalize on that. Otherwise, kind of kind of sucks. Missed opportunity, I guess. Yep. Uh, but we'll see. That comes out next year. Uh, next up is the Prodigy. This stars. Uh, t- Taylor Schilling, who's in Orange is the New Black. I think that's okay. like oh, yeah. the only person. Yeah. Her. Uh, she's like the mom of this kid. And uh, apparently this kid is a vessel for something. Yeah, Couldn't another, really tell. Another trailer that didn't really do much except the jump scare at the end. Um, it's got to be tough to make a scary movie trailer. You don't want to give away the big scares. Mm-hmm. And you got to get people in the seats. And jump scares are reasonable way to the do best it. best way but to do it, yeah. That does, does, doesn't do anything for us. I almost laughed at the the jump scare at the end here, but um, I think my boy Luke from Orion Pictures is behind this a little bit. He's been pushing it out, so I trust him with recommendations. Yeah, uh, I was annoyed by the jump scare at the end. I was like, I know it's coming, yeah, but you don't, it don't do it to me. And then they yeah. did it, and I was like, oh, damn it, yeah. stop. I thought the little uh, you know conversation scene was kind of, I, you know, it was building up to something I big. I like that, yeah. And then he just woke up and was like, mommy. Yeah. 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 Again, kids, kids too. Kids. I I don't know if like I like kids in horror movies. Like, I don't. Nothing. Like like the Babadook. That kid in that almost ruined oh, the movie for me. God. He was so annoying. <laughs> and like there might have been something wrong with him. Screamed. I'm not really sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last up is Escape Room. This was actually another trailer that was attached to Halloween. Although this is actually online now, so you can watch it. Uh, this starts just a bunch of random people. This is about a bunch of people that uh, get invited. They get they get like this little card invitation to do an escape room, um, and basically if they get out, they get a million dollars, and they all go, and then they realize that oh, it's a little bit harder than we were expecting. It's a little bit more real than we, they were expecting, and there you go. There's your horror movie scenario. This looks terrible. Uh, well, good, because I didn't get it in my screening, and I forgot to watch the trailer. So this oh. one's all you, brother. Uh, I do like Debra Ann Wolf. She was in True Blood. She's in um, mm, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, I really like her. But trashy horror movie, looks like. Yeah, it looks it looks god-awful. It comes out in January, so that's pretty much, I think, all you need to oh, know. Um, yeah, yeah. But it just... It's like a it's like a weird combination of like saw and like 
God, I don't even like know what else I could compare it to. It's yeah, it's like it was like they're trying to like do like a saw type thing, but like make it. Uh, God, I don't even know how to. Describe the director, it. it's, just, it's just so bad. Directed Insidious: The Last Key, which you loved, right? Oh yeah, that was great. It's definitely not one of the worst movies of the year. And the taking of Deborah Logan. Did you, did you see that one? I did not. No, I think that's no. like kind of like a that's like a hot Netflix one that people watch oh, over okay. October, I believe. So nothing too notable, but um, probably probably a skip. Yeah, this is this is definitely a skip. Um, God, I wish I had more to say, but it looks so bad. Uh, but that is it for trailers. Now is time to talk about Halloween, which is. Uh, the reboot, re soft yeah, I reboot, I reboot, think, soft reboot, sequel in a way, sequel to the first Halloween. Yes, so it's a soft but. reboot slash sequel. <laughs> Halloween one is the only movie that exists in this new timeline. It's disregarding everything else. Yes. So, based on the classic, um, just debuted this weekend. Got. 33 million made on Friday, 80 million projected for the weekend, which is above predictions. So it's doing pretty well. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score 80%, 6.8 average rating, uh, 214 reviews. So pretty good. 80% of audience liked it. Consensus Halloween largely wipes the slate clean after decades of disappointing sequels, ignoring increasingly elaborate mythology in favor of basic yet still effective ingredients. Got Jamie Lee Curtis back for this one. Um, as Laurie Strode, David Gordon Green directed it and helped write it as well as, uh, Danny McBride writing it as well. Famous Eastbound and Down, man. Um, so then David Gordon Green did stuff like what? Pineapple Express. Yeah. He's he's done a lot of, he's done a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. I think when we uh, first heard this news, we were pretty reserved and we're like, how is this going to work? Is this going to be campy and funny? Is this going to be, we were a little hesitant and yeah. You can kind of see why in this one. Yes, uh, but basically, plot goes, uh, there's two investigative journalists um, basically wanting to make a podcast about <laughs> uh, about Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and that whole ordeal. And uh, Michael Myers is getting transported to uh, an actual facility instead of like a mental institution, and uh, he breaks out, and all hell breaks loose. As, as most expected. horror movies go, yep. yeah. Um, all right, so I mean, that's basically, I think, the gist of the the whole whole movie here. What did you What did you think about it? <sighs> it was it was <laughs> it was okay. Um, I have seen much worse reboots and soft reboots and attempts at reinvigorating a franchise than this. I think it did a lot uh, right, and it certainly kind of fell back into a lot of horror tropes and dumb character decisions, pointless uh, pointless supporting characters and out-of-place comedy, but overall I, I enjoyed it. What about you? Um, I'm uh, basically the bottom of the spectrum. I okay. don't... There is... there is. I have maybe two positive things to say about the movie. Wow. We the, finally I, disagree I, on something. I, I legitimately think it might be one of the... It, it is one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Wow, and I think it might have been. It might be one of the worst movies I've seen in the past couple of years. I absolutely despised it. I what? wanted to walk out several times. What? Yeah, I wow. was. I, I was just so unhappy the entire time. I was Hold on, like, is it oh, is this man. worse than the nun for you? No. Okay. Or yes, yes, it's it is worse, worse than, than the nun. nun. Sorry, yes, it is worse than the nun. You are out of your mind, son. We. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to this. 
it's just it it was it was a mess and it, it kind of comes back to and it's not that I had wrong expectations because I didn't I didn't know what to expect so I was just ready for anything and it, let me say that I haven't seen the original Halloweens at all um, okay so I don't I don't know if that affects me at all I think it this. might be a case of just the slasher genre is a bit outdated and this this tried to do what it could but we're used to seeing so much more than a guy walking around really slow with a knife you know. I guess I, but I, I, I think slasher movies are are pretty entertaining. I, it's just this, the tone of this was just felt all over the place. I couldn't tell if, you know, it felt like at times they were trying to be sort of serious, mm-hmm. and then other times it felt, and then and then it would be undercut by some humor or yeah. jokes or campiness, which isn't a problem. I think if they would have just leaned into one side or the other, it would have worked better but instead it was in this weird middle ground that didn't really work there was no tension at least for me i was never like on the edge of my seat i was never like worried about and i didn't care about any characters except for except for this is a one positive yeah let's let's start with what did you like i liked i liked almost all the supporters a lot of the supporting characters okay i think what else uh, the only uh the only uh the humor i when there was humor i i thought it was funny it just so happens that sometimes the humor was at wrong times. So I thought the supporting cast was really good. I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was great. I thought Ooh, she played a broken but confident uh, woman pretty well. I liked the scenes with her versus Michael, her house system. I thought that was pretty engaging stuff. Uh, but you, you, you disagree. You didn't like Jamie Lee, the, the, the original Scream Queen. Uh, no, I didn't like her at all. Hmm. Um, I, I did like when like she was like facing off with Michael. I liked when she, I guess I liked when she was like physically doing stuff, but anytime she was saying words or just her being like, like a crazy sort of old woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I just I I just didn't connect with it. I didn't like it, and it just kind of I don't know. It just took me out of it. I was like, I don't. I hope she dies. Like I don't really care. Well, I how, like I like her family better than I like. How her. do you think you'd feel forty years later? The person that you know attempted to take your life, murdered some of your friends, is being transferred, and is out. You're gonna be acting batty and nuts. Well, yeah, but it was even even before that, even before he breaks out. They weren't even. She wasn't even talking to her family. She was talking to her granddaughter, and that's it. She gave her granddaughter money to go on a trip. It's only when she breaks out where she starts to get a little bit batty. I mean, clearly there's signs she was there. Before then, we we gotta stop getting too far into, into the into the plot of this movie. But but I just yeah I don't know I just didn't I just didn't like the a lot of this is in crazy the aspect trailers. of it, and I just felt it's they just. Maybe it's another thing, not having seen the the previous movies, that I also didn't feel like they built her character enough. It was basically like like you what you just said was the entire development of her character throughout this movie or in this movie was you get the you you know the backstory if you're going to see this movie where it's like, okay, she had that happen to her, she's crazy because of that, or she's agoraphobic or, you know, intense because of that, and that's it. And that's her one defining trait. She has nothing else to her character. It doesn't help that you haven't seen the original. Let me but say it that. But it does. It does. It does. She has. There's nothing else to her character except for that one. Because detail. they're assuming you've seen this this original at least at but bare minimum. That, Halloween it's a one. Reboot. It's a reboot. It's a soft it's a reboot. reboot. They shouldn't assume that. It's a that. soft reboot sequel. They're not relaunching it's, Halloween, ignoring the fact that they're they're literally well, saying no, H one is but, part of the, the the plot, part of the canon. But. You, should, there should they still made this be movie more, with the assumption that you saw Halloween 1. There should still be more to... They did not. There should they still did. be more to her. 
There is. There's a whole this, movie. They didn't make this movie for people that saw the original 40 years ago. Yes, they did. No, they you... did not. They did it to capitalize on a new audience. While paying respects to the original. Well, yeah, but the issue it's is... It's not a reboot. It's a sequel. You go into one, Empire Strikes has, Back and you has, say you don't know has, much no, about Luke because you haven't no. seen A New Hope? That's, that's not that's fair. A ter- that's a terrible... Mm-mm. That's terrible. Oh, did they, did they come out within... Uh, 40 years of each other within... Okay, so you're going to complain about Blade Runner 2049 and not caring about Harrison Ford because you're like, who's this guy? I've never seen Well, no, seen because they, they actually gave his character more to do and there was more to him than just... Not really. ...than just being batshit crazy. He was barely yes, in the movie. Was. He, he wasn't about, even he the movie, so family. 70% in the movie. Okay, then don't have the main character in Halloween be someone that has one defining trait and it's her being crazy because of something It's that only happened. one defining trait because you didn't see the source material before it. No, but that's so well, not a fair tell criticism. What, tell me what. Tell me what else she does in this movie that isn't just that. She becomes a badass. Fights her I demons. I don't. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's get to some stuff. You've you've capitalized most of this conversation, but let's go with what I liked. Yep. How could you argue that the music wasn't good? The music was badass in this. The synth wave, the uh, the homage to the original, but with a little bit more oomph to it. I thought the soundtrack was incredible. Uh, that actually just ties in with my sort of confused tone comment. I felt like it was it it, it was kind of all over the place. I didn't like I I like that 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 theme is iconic. Sure. And it's like kind of cool hearing it. But then there were there were instances where they they use it and it'd be there for like five seconds and they cut it off when there when there was like nothing. There was no. <laughs> music or score leading up into it then you hear some score for like five seconds and then it cuts to the next scene to and be that's fair it. Like, it's about as like that. basic as a, of a beat as you can get do 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 and they can't do that much with it so they obviously have to cut away most of the movie but i i really enjoy the score it reminded me of kind of like the synthie stranger things type uh vibe how about i mean um supporting cast i agree with you especially this little black kid in the movie which we'll talk oh, about man. later just stole yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, I like the kills. Nobody's really off limit in this movie, whether you're a mm. main character or super old, super young, whatever. We'll talk okay. more about that. I can I can agree with that. The, the kills the, tone. the kills were pretty cool. The kills yeah. were pretty cool. Yeah. And it was tough for them, I think, to find the balance between not becoming <laughs> a killer like Jigsaw and like doing crazy, gruesome, inventive deaths. But yeah. then again, they can't just he can't just keep stabbing people. So there mm. was a little bit more of inventive deaths than you're used to seeing in the Halloween franchise. A uh, couple good tracking shots. Did you notice those? Yeah, there was like the the one. I there guess. were two. There were two oh, good no cutaways. Yeah. Well, there's like the one that they show like in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. it's a lot longer in the, in the flick. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like the kind of teenage drama. They focused too much on her granddaughter and some of the side stories that she hangs hangs on to. Yeah. And let me just say, I'm really sick of seeing teenagers and high schoolers in movies. Where even school thrown parties rival the hottest clubs in Las Vegas. <laughs> Smoke machines, laser. I'm like, this never happens. I would just love to see a school, uh, a school like party that's just like looks like an actual high school party. Um, yeah. Can I? Let me ask you this. There was a song that played right when that party started. This isn't a spoiler or anything. Um, Right when that party started. I know exactly what you're thinking. And did that song not sound just like the Iconopop song? It's like, Iconopop, I but my car generic. Into the bridge, yeah. I lost, I it's it like burn. they couldn't get the rights to it, 
and they just and made up other words. Right? Was it like yeah. I wasn't going crazy when I heard no, that. No, right? I was like, is this iconopop like <laughs> like acoustic version or something? Yeah, like, it it, so it threw me off. I could not stop thinking about oh, it. Oh man. Um, God, yeah. I... And then other things I didn't like. It definitely falls back into horror tropes, slasher tropes, pointless, pointless characters that only exist to get murdered. There's a character in the movie whose sole reason is to take. Like, he's kind of building up to be a big part of the movie, but his whole point of the movie is to get the cell phone out of the picture. And then you never oh, revisit yeah. this character. Yeah. So we'll talk about that soon. And then, yeah, some of the comedy just really falls flat. I mean, it's good comedy, but it, it's out of place here. Mm-hmm. And it takes away from the tension or lack thereof or any sort of atmosphere building. It's like yeah. when you have a killer coming down a hallway and someone just says a joke. You're like, that yeah. doesn't make me scared. Yeah. So I feel you there. <laughs> um. I do want to. I think. I think my biggest problem. Also, it's weird that I liked the supporting cast and didn't like Jamie Lee Curtis. I think part of the problem is that there were. If you have that many characters in this movie, like there's a lot of characters. There's a lot, yeah. And they do like, like you said, like with the with the granddaughter, they do the side plot with her, and it's like, am I? Am I supposed to care about that or care about the main story? I don't really know, and I don't really care that much about the side plot unless it ties back in a little bit more. And, like, if you wanted to do that side plot, make it, like, the main focus of this. Like, that's, like, the main plot of another movie. Right. And they would have delved more into it. But instead, it's just, like, this weird thing that serves one purpose, like you said, and then it's gone, and then you're focusing on the main plot. And it's just, like... If we would have focused more time on certain characters, like the supporting characters, or even maybe just Jamie Lee Curtis's character, I think I would have liked it more. But because we were just like jumping around constantly, I just I think we'll talk a bit more in spoilers about why they focused on some of the characters. It might lead to whether or not a movie like this is going to continue and have a sequel, and whether it's you know what do we call this? I guess Halloween twenty eighteen. Why did they call it Halloween? I guess like I we know. already have a movie called Halloween. Um, I'm ready to talk spoilers. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about outside of this? And let's get to our sentence reviews, which I know you never prepare, and you're going to have to go off the top of your head with a review here. And I'm I'm very interested to see what you got to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, feel free to actually. Do, would you like me to lead with mine? Yeah, you you're fired up. You're ready to go. I feel like. All right. Um, <laughs> here here's here's my review. Sucks. That's not a period. review. That's not a review. Give it more <sighs> effort than that. Do you want um, me to go first? I'll show you how yeah, it's done. Go first. Halloween 2018 does what it sets out to do by erasing some of the nonsense this franchise has put out since Halloween 1. It's refreshing to see a soft reboot not fall completely on its face. This movie actually does a couple things right. It gets a bit too cute with callbacks to the original and has far too many horror movie tropes. But overall, I think it's a worthy continuation of the slasher flick that started it all. And it gets a C out of me. Okay. <clears throat> now poo poo um, all over that. Halloween, twenty eighteen slash Halloween redo slash Halloween um, is an inconsistent movie across the board from the use of its score to its focus on characters to the rules of the universe, I guess in a way. And ultimately, it's a letdown. The there's some cool stuff, there's cool kills, there's everything that you would expect from a slasher movie, but everything else just does not work, and it leads to a confused mess that is unenjoyable, not entertaining, <laughs> not Keep funny enough, not scary enough to suffice being a movie at all. 
D. D? Minus. Okay. No F from you. Have you ever D given minus. an F? I think I uh, gave an F to the nun. I can't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've given One thing F. I was thinking about D what minus. we need to do is we need to get a Google sheet of all of our ratings. Yeah, I know. We, we often refer and can't remember, but D minus from you? As close to yeah. an F as you can get? D minus, yep. All right, I thought this movie was average, but I kind of had fun with it. But let's spoil this thing, huh? All right, yeah, so that is it for non-spoilers for Halloween. If you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening. Uh, You can jump to the end here. Uh, Next episode is going it's kind of up in the air i think it's gonna be a tv recap kind of yeah. thing so probably netflix shows haunting a whole house daredevil anything else we've been watching i've watched like american horror story and stuff so um yeah you can look forward to that uh but spoilers for halloween starting now <coughs> mvp of the movie the black kid so oh, funny yeah. he was so funny he was hilarious i read something this could be completely a lie as well i read that um the original kid actor that was supposed to play that character dropped out like two days before filming. And so they just found this kid when they were like in Georgia, like getting ready to film. <laughs> and like I, almost everything that he did was improv. Yeah, I read that it was improv and they have like two hours of tape and just yeah. gave you the best stuff. Uh, you, you, We used to be cool. Instead, you let me stay up late here cutting my nasty ass toenails. <laughs> <laughs> then he sees I, Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you gonna die, Greg. It was so good. Uh, but again... I loved- it's when, you know, it's there are kills happening and yeah. it's like a Danny McBride moment and it's confusing. But it, it but it were I think that part that was like one of the best scenes because like it knew what it was doing. It knew that it was trying to be funny and like even like when like you're kind of like on edge a little bit because like you know like he's in there, he's going to be there. You still like kind of have like a little bit of hope cuz like one, the kid isn't dead yet. The kid mm-hmm. didn't die right away for some reason. Um there's two adults there yeah. who f- feels like they could maybe do could something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I don't know. I, and also, like, I cared about that little kid. So yeah. I cared a little bit more about the scene because he was, like, the funniest part of the movie. Just the way that he was, like, saying stuff to, to Dave or whatever. His name was, like, no, send, send Dave up send there. Dave. Yeah, I ain't going with you. Send Dave up. No, Dave, you got to go first. Dave has to go first. Are you serious? Like, you ain't going up there first. Yeah, he was good. The, um, but it's another thing in, the, although that's like one of the one times where it isn't entirely crazy for like the babysitter just be like, oh, he's just like a scared little kid. I'll take him upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the movie is pretty much littered with the typical horror movie trope of people making dumb decisions. And the thing that annoys me the most about that is this is established that Michael Myers is like almost a goddamn like super villain with his with what he does but it's and been it's like, 40 years yeah but but you know he's out and about yeah or i guess at that point they, but there's other times where you know when he's out and about and it's just like you're not gonna not gonna like mess with him why don't you be like a little bit more careful why don't you not just like go wander and look at this like weird thing or weird noise by yourself it's just, like, I just, they didn't know he was out yet I don't. Think. Yeah, I know, but yeah. there, but there's other times where it's yeah. sort of similar. Just... I think Jamie Lee Curtis was the only one taking him seriously. I mean, obviously yes. the cop was as well. Um, the doctor. We'll talk about the doctor in a second here. Um, but Michael, I mean, he was pretty pretty messed up in this movie. He kills a kid. His first kill is a kid. Yeah, I thought he was um, gonna kill a baby. Yeah, let's talk about that. I I was pretty on edge in that scene, and I thought to myself when he moved on, like, well, he's got a code, I guess, <laughs> and I guess. It seems to me he just likes to hunt. He's not just going to kill something helpless. 
Yeah. Uh, that's why he didn't kill people on the bus. He just wants to hunt. Um, he carved people's heads to make them look like jack-o'-lanterns. Like this Ooh, guy was yeah. pretty pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. Was, he did. Yeah, he did some nasty stuff. He did a lot of like he he hung Dave on the wall with the knife. Yep. Um He's like bending people's chins yeah, into their faces. Yeah. He steps yeah, he, on a guy's he, face and it explodes like a goddamn pumpkin yeah, full of quinoa. Ripped out, ripped out a dude's teeth. Um, yeah. But that's another thing I think is part of the problem is like <coughs> I understand that you know his whole thing is like he is evil and like he's just like whatever and part of the movie is like them the doctor's main point is one he's supposed to be trying to understand why michael myers is the way that he is yep and then two at the end of the movie right before he dies or whatever he basically said it's like the other reason that he's there so that he can deliver the point of michael myers i guess is that he's a predator and Jamie Lee Curtis's prey, and that's the whole ordeal, or that's the whole point. And for me, that just like doesn't suffice for me. And it's just like because the the rest of the movie, is, at least for that character and for some of the rest of it, is like it's kind of built on why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? And it's like I don't necessarily need that, but don't present it as a question, as if like it's anything more than what it clearly is. Yeah, well, I think they did that because they wanted to establish, they really wanted to hammer home that he is just pure evil because in for in some of the crappier Halloween movies, they do go down this spirit and curse and cult yeah. road. So I think they just kind of wanted. They I've read that they've done a lot of cute throwbacks with like kind of honoring the shittier sequels, but not acknowledging them completely mm-hmm. and, and counting them as canon. But yeah. did you see this Doctor Twist coming? I saw it coming as soon as he said, "I need to be on that bus." Um. Yeah. 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 And I was just like kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. And, like, that doctor annoyed me. Why did he have that yeah. accent that he had? And just... there were two really pointless scenes in this movie. <laughs> One, the doctor wears the mask for five seconds, then takes it off. I'm like, yeah. are you, like, what are you doing? Did you just want to, like, be in it for a couple seconds? Because he's like, he kills somebody, then he goes, that's how that feels. But yeah. then he puts the mask on, too, and then he's like, oh, I can't get this body in the car. And then he takes the mask off. I'm like, what was the point of that? And then there's another scene where Lori is up, like, fighting Michael. And then she goes down to the basement to protect her daughter, shoots once through the floorboards, and then goes back up immediately. (laughs) Like, why did you go down there, say, like, we're going to be fine, and then be like, oh, hold up, peace, I'm going back up. Yeah. (laughs) So pointless. Confusing. Talk Um, about pointless, the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. He come, I, he, his whole plot point was just to get rid of the cell phone. And yeah, he was a douchebag. Why didn't he exactly, die? Yeah, that is exactly... The nice guy dies. Come on. I, I almost, like, forgot that, like, he was... he was That we, like, we didn't see him again. Because, like, he was a fairly prominent part for, like, the, the first, end of the first act yeah. and the second act, beginning of the second act. And then, you're right, he kisses another girl, drops the phone in the pudding, and then don't see him again at all. He's a complete idiot. She sees him kiss this guy, and he's like, I don't know what you thought you saw, (laughs) but she was just whispering to me, for sure. That's it. And then, and then, uh, Foggy from Daredevil is chasing this girl, (laughs) or like, Foggy, young Foggy from Daredevil is chasing this girl around, and like, tries to kiss her, and, um, yeah, dies. I did like that scene, um, with the the motion sensor lights, I thought yep. that that was one of the best scares in the movie. Yes, yeah, very, it definitely very was. Yeah, 
actually built it up and the fact that like it was actually like a little bit more prolonged as opposed to just like all right we know he's just gonna come there and the fact that it was the motion sensor because like it was like you get like kind of spooked the one time when you just see him standing there and then you get kind of spooked a little bit when he's like a little bit closer because the motion sensor and then boom um i also like that kill also i just want to say this if you're climbing a fence and it's one of those like sticky with like, pointies pointy yeah. poles don't do that don't don't climb don't do fence. that no because you are gonna get severely especially injured. when you've been drinking yes as soon as i saw the fence had pointy stuff i'm like well we're yeah get, we're getting a kill yeah yeah <laughs> i i just assumed that one of them was gonna like get injured or caught on it and then michael would get them but like I the, guess uh, the, way he the nice get, guy's costume uh, did get caught yeah, on it i guess yeah. and then so did his jaw <laughs> um Getting towards the end here, uh, as far as like the final act, anything else before before we get uh, there? Yeah, I just want to bring up, um, how come every single high school kid in this movie, high school boy, has like long hair? Yeah, is that I a, noticed is that, that a thing? too. <laughs> like long curly hair, like almost yeah. the style that like I'm trying to go for, and I'm like, oh god, is this is I this was, like the high school thing now? I was I was I was thrown off by that. <laughs> Me too. Because every single one of them curly, like, yeah. long, yeah. unkept, wavy hair. <laughs> yes. Like, what what yes. is going on? They look like women. Uh, I don't know. Um, and then actually another thing: the investigative journalists. Um, how come they like only used old timey technology? Yeah, that was weird. Like, I understand they were like listening to like old tapes and stuff, but like also even their, like, when they were recording, they were just called? using a, a, a tape vo- recorder. Vocoder. Vo- like yeah, one that yeah, vo- I think records so, yeah. your vocals. It was from like the fifties. Yeah. I thought it was a flashback at first. I was yeah, I was confused why they were why that was the whole deal. I was like, is it not supposed to be forty years later? Is it like what before is we get on? to the the third act? What do you think about like the opening before the title sequence when he's saying like say something? I thought it was building and it was pretty cool, and then it just cuts to the intro, and I was like, oh, I thought he was gonna do something. Yeah, I thought something was gonna happen. Um, I don't necessarily know if I like disliked it. Yeah in a way but yeah. I, I was just indifferent towards it the title sequence was a throwback to the original um so i really did like that i thought the music was cool and the pumpkin kind of inflating was cool basically being like michael's back um but anyway final act um we kind of reserve back into the the fortress and uh becomes michael versus laurie yeah i liked um, it i like the third act yeah i thought it, i thought it was fine um again it just like it, it wasn't like very scary no, it wasn't scary. I thought it was more action, more intense. It was seeing Laurie disappear. Good callback to the original because he's always doing that every time he falls off a yeah. balcony and you look again, yeah. he's gone. Um, I thought her daughter faking that she couldn't take the shot was a good thing, but then her saying "gotcha" afterwards was kind of lame. And then Laurie coming out and saying "Happy Halloween, Michael." Oh yeah, I uh, I like the daughter thing. Because at first I like got very angry. I was, I was upset. Like, oh, come on! So you got to be kidding me! And I was like already like not happy up until that point, and then they were gonna pull that shit on me, and I was like, no way! Yeah. So thank God that she did that. I was fine with that. But yeah, the Happy Halloween Michael thing, I was just like, get out of here! Yeah. I'm done with you. Jamie How about Lee the uh, the husband? Um, he was pretty funny. He, he was he was hilarious. He was pretty good. Is that guy from anything? I was trying to put my finger on. I don't. It. I can't think of what else. I like. I I know his face, but I can't think yeah. of what else he's in. He was he was um, good, and I was sad to see him go. And then yeah, did Michael carry him inside and stuff him in a closet? That that appears to be what he did. Yes, he, okay, he killed a lot him of effort outside. He, for, he for that prank. He him with a thing, and then waited apparently for them to go downstairs. Then got in. Then 
walked in, got shot at through the floor, walked out, grabbed the body, (laughs) came back and went upstairs, went into the room, then hid behind mannequins, waited for her to check both sides of the closet. In every room. (laughs) In every other room. And this is um, this is right after he seemingly spent three hours carving heads into jack o' lanterns. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that annoyed me about this. He's movie. very good. He's very it's good. like you have to suspend disbelief for literally sure. everything because sure. he is one overpowered like crazy. But then when he fights Jamie Lee Curtis, he doesn't just crush her head immediately somehow. He's been pretty messed and, up in that movie. He's got stabbed, shot, his fingers get shot off. I mean, that's just that's what I'm saying about like the tr- the slasher movie, like. We've seen so much more, and that was even said in the beginning. Like, all they did was murder five people. I'm just saying, in today's environment, that's not that spooky. And I feel like that was them kind of bringing to the light, like, guys, this is a slasher movie. It's not going to blow your mind. You're going to have to suspend your beliefs here. But yeah, I, I hear you. He also killed like 30 people in this movie. The kill well. count was pretty high. Yeah. 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 And he he wasn't. He was just killing at random too, or mm-hmm. doing more of hunting. It wasn't just about that family. It seemed like. And he wasn't really going after... I feel like his intention wasn't to find her, but people were bringing him to them. Um, he didn't really get there on his own accord. Maybe he was going to anyway, uh, but yeah, I the guess. doctor was the one bringing him to, to them to try and yeah. reignite his... Trying to get him yeah. to talk, basically. Yeah, I didn't even... Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about it that way. Um, well, no, because... Yeah, I got. I, it felt like he was like seeking her out somehow because like he ended up at the at the daughter's or the granddaughter's friend's house. Right, but why would he house. go there first? I don't know. I <laughs> because there's no rhyme or reason to yeah, this, yeah. so I don't know. But then he killed um, like three random people before that, just going yeah, kind of house yeah, to yeah, house. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was. And just, that's what the, maybe it that, was fate and the curse that brought him to her. I guess. I don't Even know. though they're trying to say there is no curse. I think I would have rather liked if he just continued on randomly killing just walking around and jamie lee curtis just hunted him down instead so like was that, that would yeah. that would there you go well it's that's flipped. kind of what happened the last flipped, two minutes of the movie is she becomes the hunter but I, yeah. yeah i could have used yes. more of that yeah would but i guess cool. they had to get back to the house so yeah. do that whole um all egg. three of the uh the strode family get to take him down kind yeah. of a, a female chest bumping moment there yeah welcome yeah. to 2018 um let's talk about the end he gets lit on fire. He's he's survived fire before. You do not see him burning alive, and they do not show a body. Um, I want to mention why didn't they just like first off, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't even like tell them what she's about to do. It's just yeah. kind of like they assume, and then they kind of like stand there. I was like, get out of the house right away. I feel like that house was gonna explode. Well, I think the daughter knew because she said it's not a cage, it's a trap. Yeah. So she knew what was gonna happen. And I think. It was a controlled burn, so I think maybe they knew they had time to get out, but I agree. It was kind of just a dramatic yeah. three women staring down at Michael. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, but he's no. obviously alive, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and we we can talk about the uh, post-post-credits. Did you hear what's after the credits? Uh, him breathing or something? So you would think it's him breathing, but I've, I've heard the writer-directors have said it could be anyone. And Allison, the granddaughter, was holding the knife very similarly to the first time Michael holds the knife. At the beginning of the first movie, she's gripping the knife as the movie ends, and they're alluding to the fact that Allison might take the helm, which huh. is a road they've gone down before in Halloween 3, 4, 8, 7. So I don't know if they'd do that, but I feel like this movie is going to make a lot of money, so they're going to do something. Interesting. No. What would you think about that? I, I mean, they don't show a body. They're giving, they're giving the ability for, for Michael to come back. What about the daughter? I, Granddaughter. I 
I would pass hard. I <laughs> don't want any more of this. I don't are, want to watch are it. You gonna I was go originally, back, are was you going to watch Halloween 1? I don't I don't know if I will. I, I mean, if you I didn't will. like this, you're not going to like Halloween 1. It's way slower. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't the, the pace of the movie that I didn't like. It was, well, uh, at least uh, Halloween 1 commits to a, a tone, I'll tell you that. There's, yeah. there's very little comedy. It's straight, serious horror. I'll take that. Maybe I'll watch it. I'll, I should probably get What would you rather have if they're making a sequel? The granddaughter take the helm and be traumatized and feel that she has a need to kill now? Or Michael somehow survives all that? Oh, man. That's a tough, tough question. I guess the the granddaughter yeah because i feel like michael getting out invalidates all of the work that jamie lee curtis did to finally close that chapter of her life like she spent 40 years and he sneaks out of what a cellar door (laughs) like a pothole yeah at least and then at least like there's like a little bit more emotional you know divide or connection there and the granddaughter then i guess like you you know her reasoning other than just being evil yeah, I guess maybe Michael passed the curse that they're trying to say doesn't exist in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what else you got? I don't know if I have anything else to be honest. So I give this a C. I thought it was an average horror movie, and I have certainly seen far, far worse attempts at rebooting slash retconning a franchise. I thought it was fine, but um, you not so much. Yeah, D minus still for me, and that is not gonna change. There, I just did not like this. Finally, at some all. conviction. I, just hated, I like it. Hated it. <laughs> oh man, what a waste of a Saturday morning. Um, <clears throat> all right, well that's uh that's it then for this Halloween review. Thanks for uh you know bearing with us. Hopefully you enjoyed it more than I did. I guess. Uh, let us know what you thought of it. Actually, I'd like to know if anyone there's anyone else more on my side than your side um or if there's anyone that just straight up loved it because like 80 percent of Rotten yeah. tomatoes is pretty good yeah people um, i've been reading some uh some audience reviews people people are loving it yeah <sighs> crazy people uh thank you for listening remember to subscribe and review on whatever podcast listening platform you use uh, check us out at glitchup.com uh like comment share all that fun stuff on all social media uh glitchup.com slash feedback if you want to give us anonymous feedbacks glitchup.com slash support if you want to support us through different ways um next week tv recapping random stuff that we've been watching recapping uh we'll probably put we'll put out like exactly what we're doing before we release the episode or anything but uh thank you for listening we'll uh, see you next week for the third week in a row i'll take the outro maybe kind of fade in the actual track okay let's cut <laughs>